The following podcast is proudly sponsored by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington. It's just 45 minutes from downtown Toronto, nestled between Rattlesnake Point and Mount Nemo on the Niagara Escarpment. It is beautiful. And if you're looking for great golf, beautiful scenery, outstanding attention to detail, all at an affordable price, well, you've got to check out Crosswinds. We had a great round of golf there on Saturday and a delicious lunch on the uh, patio afterward overlooking the 10th tee. That's when you can look at the other golfers and go, look at that guy swing. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. And watch them hit it into the woods or maybe into the middle of the fairway. Anyway, I digress. It was a perfect fall day. The commitment to excellence at Crosswinds is evident as soon as you drive through the gates. So don't delay. Book your tee time online and save big. Go to crosswindsgolf.com and we'll see you there. Tell them Hebsy sent you. Now, let's start the show. You love that, eh? That's your, your inner Ginger Baker there who passed away over the weekend. Bam, bam, bam. That's, I think that's, um, I think that's Cougar Estrada on the drums there. Uh, is that Cougar Yeah. Welcome to Hebsey on Sports episode number Madison Bumgarner, Henrik Zetterberg, Bill Lame Beer, Mike Timlin, and Gail Sayers. I'm your host, Mark Hepsher, alongside Toronto Mike. Today on the show, is Mike Babcock in line for the Jack Adams Award this year? That's coach of the year, isn't he? I don't, I don't think so. Everyone's in competition right now. Yeah, for I guess. That. <laughs> not in the opinion of this reporter, he's not. not. He's pulled off a couple of, like, two major gaffes, and the Leafs have only played three games this year. We'll get into that. We'll also get into the Jim Hewson uh, controversy, which you know, I haven't heard, no one's heard from Jim or from Sportsnet or anyone about uh, comments he made that got a lot of people upset. CBC Newsworld, USA Today, and a prominent columnist from the Montreal Gazette. We don't like Toronto anyway, but he made some pretty good points. Talk about that as well. Another NFL quarterback takes a wicked shot to the head as Pittsburgh's Mason Rudolph gets knocked out, like literally knocked out. Can you say roughing the passer? Can you say ejection? I knew you could. Naomi Osaka wins in China, but her quarterfinal match against Bianca Andreescu was won for the ages. Looking forward to seeing more of those matches between those two young ladies. Lots of great postseason baseball as the Dodgers route the Nats and the Braves come back to beat the Cardinals. And four games today. Four elimination games today, ladies and gentlemen. Four in one day. Four teams could be celebrating today. That's wild. Soccer, rugby. Mike was there. Yep. Golf and much more. But first, many are calling for Sportsnet's Jim Hewson. And I know this is the second time, second consecutive podcast we've done this, but it's important. Uh, people are calling for Jim Hewson to apologize for his insensitive uh, on-air comments. You want to hear that again? Let's listen to that again. This was from the Wednesday opener, the Leafs against Ottawa on the telecast. You know about his uh, indiscretion over the summer or alleged indiscretion. When I thought about that, I looked back to 2012. I thought about Patrick Kane. Yeah. 24-year-old for the Chicago Blackhawks. Got into a little trouble with too many cameras around in Wisconsin that summer. And what did he do? He came back and was Conn Smythe Trophy winner and won the Stanley Cup. And that's how you put a little problem behind you. Okay, so if you only had heard that clip and you weren't, um, you weren't aware of the context, you weren't, didn't know about the Wisconsin thing, the cameras in 2012, and wasn't Patrick Kane, wasn't he, wasn't he uh, charged with rape, or sexual uh, assault? And, or didn't he also uh, get into an alleged a, uh, assault? Didn't he also sure. get into it with a cab driver? That's a different incident. How many incidents were there with Patrick Kane? Where is, was it 2012, 2013? So if you weren't aware of that, it's quite easy to go, what the heck? But I think most people that heard it on the telecast, kind of went, what, what, what was that? Because it was unlike what we're used to hearing on the telecast from the play-by-play announcer. Yeah, correct? Houston's problem there is that a lot of people heard that and thought he was referring to Patrick Kane's alleged assault of a woman, which is 
not to be dismissed and minimized the way that he sort of did in that clip. But people forget about the other Patrick Kane incident, which is what uh, I believe Houston's referring mm. to. The so, Wisconsin thing. So uh, were he to, uh, were, do you, were Jim to address that on the air, would he, have, he would have had to have framed it differently for it to, to try to get the point I think he was trying to. I've, I don't think he was, I mean, I don't know him that well. I don't know him at all, really. Um, I don't think he was trying to stir up controversy. I think he was trying to, he was trying to, Look at Austin Matthews in a good light following a goal that he had scored that had helped his team. And he just chose his words incorrectly. But, I mean, should he apologize for that? Because CBC News World uh, did a pretty big story about it where mm. they had uh, one of their uh, female podcasters on. She does a hockey podcast. And you know, she was uh, talking about the fact that, um, you know, that uh, you can't say things like this. This, min you know, it, it, it uh, minimizes the victim in right. the case or alleged victim in the case. Right. And it's not something that you can, quote, put behind you and that type of thing. Yeah. U USA Today had quite an extensive article, not extensive, but a good-sized article about it saying, hey, what, you know, on a national broadcast, Jim Houston said this. And they, and they show the clip. The thing is, they show the clip. They show it. So you can listen to it. You can watch it like a replay of a hit. You can watch it or listen to it 20 times to try to get the interpretation of it. I mean, if I if I were friendly with Houston, I would suggest he clarify his remarks yeah. so we know what he's referring to in the Kane side, and then uh, apologize for, you know, minimizing what allegedly uh, happened to that security guard in uh, Arizona. Right. Um, okay, so USA Today had a feature story about it, like I said, the CBC News World. Uh, so too did Jack Todd of the Montreal Gazette. So oh. give me a bit of background on Jack Todd. Sorry, Jack, yeah, go ahead. Crust the old Montreal reporter. Doesn't but, like Toronto because of the fact that Toronto's the center of the universe. And well, Montreal. hates Toronto, and everything he writes seems to be yeah. sort of like well, Marty no, York versus Rogers. Well, let's put it this way: Yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got a hard on for Toronto. Yeah, and it, I think it. And it's, he's got the it, red ass. The man has the red ass, just like I did. Do you and, know him personally? No. Okay. No, I, I've met him once before. But I mean, again, but I mean, look, you're a columnist. You're supposed to stir up shit. That's yeah. what you do. And he's a columnist in Montreal. He's so it probably sells well And has there. been there for like, yeah, for ages. So he's your, he's your typical, you know, crusty old guy, old guy kind of a thing, right? That's, that as a columnist is allowed to, you know, uh, put his opinion down, which is fine. That's great. But, but there is some merit to what he's saying. Uh, look, back in the day, I, I would have been that guy. I knew guys like that because uh, we always, in Toronto growing up, I always thought, you know, we got the shit end of the stick compared to Montreal. Montreal got Expo 67. What did we get? Montreal had, uh, got the Olympics in 76. Montreal got the Expos. You know, so yeah. Toronto was second rate to Montreal. And, you know, for the longest time, Montreal was a, much, was a bigger city population-wise than Toronto for many, many years. And so, you know, growing up in that environment, it was like, how come the Expo, how come the Expos, how come Toronto doesn't have a team? Well, we don't have a stadium or whatever. Or we couldn't get a team. Or Montreal, was, they're smarter there. They know more there. They like their sports teams more. They've got the high-flying Montreal Canadiens. Right. You know, who forget the, and forget the Leafs Stanley Cups of the 60s, the four of them. If you combine that same time period and add the 70s to it, Montreal had like 11. Right. Right? In the time that Toronto had four. But anyway, so that's the thing. That's, that was the way Toronto looked at Montreal. It was like, damn, God damn it. How come we can't be like Montreal? Now the tables are turned. And Montrealers don't like this. They don't like this. Right? Oh, everything's Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. It's the Toronto Sports Network. Toronto, 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 Toronto. But, but, having said that, let me read from Jack. Okay, read Todd's, that because then I want uh, to reply to article here. Jack. Okay, so, where was I here? Right. So, this is what uh, Jack Todd wrote. Quote, 
We got a nasty glimpse of just how far Hockey Night in Canada will go to pump the tires of the Toronto Maple Leafs stars during Toronto's season opener against the Ottawa Senators when veteran play-by-play man Jim Hewson offered a jaw-dropping commentary exonerating Austin Matthews of any wrongdoing in the harassment of a female Arizona security guard. With that one comment, Hewson veered dangerously into Don Cherry territory waxing offensive on our national taxpayer-funded network. End quote. That's where he loses me, though, by basically bringing the CBC into this. When we all know the CBC has nothing to do with the content of Hockey Night well, in Canada. Well, it's just one of the carriers of the national game. You could, you could watch the national game on the CBC. You can watch it on City TV. But it's literally it just Net. a carrier. Like, it's airing it's, on right. that network. But the it. CBC has nothing to do with Jim right. Houston or the content. All right, there. let me go on, okay? I'm going to quote Jack Todd right. again. Same right. article, okay? Right. Sitting right. in Montreal, sitting in his little cave all in Montreal, up. right? You know, a little <laughs> glass of scotch next to him or something like that. You know, a copy of The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz and all the other works of Mordecai Richler right there. <laughs> Toronto, effing Toronto, goddamn Toronto. Um, this is what he says. Quote again. The deeper issue here, of course, is our English language sports networks and their relationship to the Maple Leafs. Did Houston simply gap out and say something he shouldn't have said? Or is it part and parcel of a corporate policy that means flogging the Maple Leafs 24-7 at the expense of common sense? Question mark, end quote. Okay, Jack Todd. Because in that same article, which I read, which I hate read, I suppose, he goes off on how many more times the Leafs appear in Hawking and Canada. Correct. This is a big uh, bone of contention. Now this, now, this was one of his, but one of his readers said, hey, I'm looking at the schedule here. Yeah. Let me see if I got this. Here. Oh, yeah, here. Um, yeah, Todd calls Sportsnet via the CBC... Quote, the Leaf Network, as the Canadians will be featured just six times on Hockey Night in Canada this year, the four times they play the Leafs, and they'll also show a game featuring the Habs and Florida Panthers and one against the Ottawa Senators. However, he writes, no other Canadian teams will be featured by Hockey Night in Canada on CBC against Montreal, not even when the Habs are in Edmonton for a December 21st, 7 p.m. Saturday game with Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Canada's national broadcaster, the CBC, will carry the Leafs versus Detroit instead. Our tax dollars at work, and it leaves a very bad taste, says Todd. Again, it's, it's not our tax dollars at work, but okay. <laughs> Hang Here, on. Yeah, okay, I'm not sorry. done. I'm so right. He goes on up, to Pepsi. say, finally, the Maple Leafs are stuffed down our throats 24-7 by the national media, including TSN. That's right, TSN did something wrong in this. In all this. Uh, even the print media are not entirely blameless. See last fall's mind-bending headline, quote, Is Morgan Riley greater than Bobby Orr? Well, what's that from? He doesn't even tell you, which is irresponsible not give to cite that. Some, I, I think, yeah, that would have been a headline in some blog that's got seven readers. Or The Onion. Or The Onion. Um, all right, so, uh, and just to follow up here, our good friend Jeff Hutchison, formerly of uh, CTV's Canada AM, um, Tweets out this, respectfully, why does it matter if the game is on CBC or City or Sportsnet? They right. still get the quote-unquote Hockey Night in Canada treatment and are shown nationally, but just not on the CBC? Right. And again, he seems to want to bring the taxpayer money into this, which is just uh, basically he's he's fishing without a lure here. I right. will tell you um, the reason, and yeah. you know this, they spent, what, $5.4 billion on this NHL deal? And, you know, yeah. I think it was $5.2 billion, okay. but really, what's a couple Whatever. of hundred thousand here and there? A right? <laughs> couple of hundred million. Now, uh, of course, Rogers uh, wants the most eyeballs on this product possible to try to recoup some of the, the cost. The, the, that's why <laughs> that, the Leafs are on so much. firing everybody who makes over $140,000 or not renewing their contracts. Right, right. Uh, and, yes. and, and never mind, 
what about the number, what about the dozens or maybe hundreds of people that we, we don't even know about behind the scenes, right. whatever that like, you know, right. their jobs were eliminated. Sorry, we got no room for you there. Wives, kids, mortgages. Yeah, thanks very much for coming out, by the way. Oh, you left TSN years ago to join us or some other TV station? Up, oh, they're probably out of business too. Oh, you were working for Sports Illustrated? Mm, woo. That's the way the Although that's is. probably smart to jump that ship, actually. That <sighs> we look back at that. But okay, now, uh, yeah. why, why, Hebsey, tell us, why does Rogers feature the Leafs so prominently in their national coverage? Do you know why? Sure. Because more us. people watch the Leafs, okay, than right. anywhere else. It's then business, right? It's all about business, of course. Southern Ontario is the richest market. One of the richest in North America. Might be the richest in North America. I don't know. As far Maybe. as, you know, it depends on, you know, how you're... Uh, you're qualifying it, right? But think about this. Those eyeballs, those however many million eyeballs, okay? That's Southern Ontario. That's Leaf territory, baby. You don't think the Leafs can get some pre a pretty penny on their ads? Now, when the Montreal game is on national television, back in the old days on CBC, that's a different story. That's CBC. They sell the ad rates. They th Their contract is with the NHL and, and the Canadian-based teams. You know, there's sharing amongst the team. This is totally different. Right. CBC is not this involved. This is strictly business. A CBC is like, you know what? Since you guys have the greatest reach of any anybody in Canada and you're the national we're going to we're going to let you guys carry the games we're going to make all the money on the ads <laughs> right every penny <laughs> but you guys can carry the games because you're a carrier and that's your job as the national broadcaster to carry to the most Canadians you possibly can they don't get city tv maybe up in uh, you know uh, right. in grassy narrows for example or first nations so cbc yes and CBC, of course, that's all the CBC. You get the whole deal. You get CBC radio. You get CBC television. It's their mandate. You got, that's their mandate. You got to serve, you know, your the population. But anyway, that's another story. Entirely. So, Jack, it's just... Can, can we, yeah, well, I, 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 I don't think should we should Jimmy, be first even of all, paying this much attention on, to the man. On. He's a bit of a troll, all if right, you ask me. Fine, then we won't talk about him anymore. Well, should, okay. Jim Houston, sure, sure. should Jim Houston apologize? Should Sportsnet... Should some clarification be made? Or sure. should it just... Like, you know, go, it'll go away. Well, they're obviously later. hoping it goes, it away, goes away, but it's clearly not. Am I, am I out of line by it. bringing it up? Is it, am I wrong to bring something like this up? Like, cause I, look, I said something on the air one time, not more, geez, more than one time. Okay. Tell me this where story. I got called, where I got called on the carpet many times and I was suspended. I was suspended once. Suspension was lifted. Thank God. I wasn't, he didn't even have a union. My late lawyer wrote them a letter, right? Basically. Okay, what did it was you like do? a human rights thing. Well, what, here's what happened. I'm on Sportsline, and as if you ever saw the show, you know that it was frenetic. There's highlights going on, stuff like that. I'm not a racist. I don't say, you know, that's, I'm not, that's not who I am. So there's, <clears throat> there's one little halftime show or whatever at an NBA game. Don't ask me who was playing. Okay. And this little kid, maybe three years old, okay? Okay, and I'll qualify. A little kid who happened to be white, okay? A white kid. Um, they were bouncing a ball or whatever, and the kid bounced the ball and bounced it up into his own face and knocked himself down and his hair went flying and like that. And my comment was, and this is what I said. I said, kid, this sport isn't for you or your type. Oh, that's your type. Yeah. That's what uh, riled people. Your no, type. no, no, no. I didn't rile people. I don't think it riled anyone. There was no social media. But one particular guy who happened to be a black activist, whose name I'm not going to mention, in Toronto, saw this. And his interpretation was, right. this guy's a racist because this guy is saying that this kid's in the wrong sport because this sport is only for blacks and that's all blacks can do. This is the link that this guy made. That what I said there meant yeah. that you're in a sport that's for blacks and that, that marginalizes black people and therefore you're, <laughs> right? Meantime, yeah. the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? The, you know, the, 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 if right. you're, if you're the, the uh, vocal minority. This guy writes a letter, no email in those days. Right. 
writes a letter or might have phoned, which was probably was even more effective. I want to talk to the you know, news director, got in touch with my boss. And like, again, I don't know if it was a letter or whatever, but just reamed him out. Said, yeah, this guy, I'm sure he's a racist. He's got to apologize. He must apologize for what he said. And so now, without even looking at the tape, in those days, you'd have to go and find the videotape, you know, whoever um, recorded the show. Let's take a look at this, maybe. I get this call in, and you're going to apologize, and that type of thing. And they had a letter prepared that I was going to sign and go on the air. And I'm like, I'm not apologizing for anything. And then they said, well, you're, we're going to fire you. <laughs> so you're going to fire me? So I'm a little worried now, too, because I got a wife and two young kids. And, right. you know, you, can you do that? Call my lawyer, the late Randy Eklund, and I said, look, this is the situation. Said, Don't worry about it. He says, they can't fire you for this. He says, what did you say? And I told him. He said, uh, or no, no, he had seen the show the okay. night before. He yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I saw the show. What was it? And I told him the thing. And he said, that's not racist. He says, don't worry. He says, don't worry about that. I'm not going to fire you. So I said, well, do I have to apologize? He says, no. If you didn't do anything wrong, you're admitting guilt. You said something this guy interpreted, and he's a squeaky wheel. Anyway, long story short, I didn't get suspended. I didn't have to apologize. Nobody apologized to me, though, for the accusation. But, I, but still. So I said something that was controversial. In this particular case, Jim Houston said something that was controversial. If he doesn't, if he doesn't feel that he said anything wrong, then he's not going to apologize. And if he's pressured into, hey, listen, you need to clarify things or set the record straight as to what you were trying to say there or admonished or called on the carpet and said, Jim, we'd appreciate it if you didn't uh, talk about uh, make social commentary, just call me. Whatever the case was. Now, if is I may take this out, is it a witch hunt by me? Am no, I mean I, you're asking. You do. You have a provocative I mean, I show. To, can I, I speak? Uh, sorry, I know. That's my fucking show. Is this uh, Toronto Mike uh, on yeah. sports? No, Hebsy on sports. Yes, this show is littered with Mark Hebsher's opinions on things. I don't like the word littered. <laughs> That's true. Sprinkled, it is sprinkled, sprinkled with, yeah. sprinkled littered, liberally. Littered suggests it's dirty right. and it's this isn't disposable. Just, it's not Mark Hebsher coming on to say Austin Matthews had two goals and one assist in the Leafs one against the Bruins or whatever. This is full of your opinions and thoughts and stories, and that's what it is. It's Hebsey on sports. I had a lengthy Twitter uh, back and forth with a, a gentleman who previously was a massive fan of yours, claims to I'm still listening. be a massive fan of mine. And uh, he was so upset at those comments you made a few weeks ago about uh, the Fan 590 morning show changes. You know, the ones about Scott MacArthur? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm a homophobe. Right. right? He basically I'm is, he says he's, uh, on behalf of the LTBGQ um, community, he wanted to, uh, he said, what does Hebsey pay you? I will pay double that for you to cancel the show. I'm looking at the DM right now. Really? Yep. And he I said, won't name his name, but he said, uh, whatever Hebsy pays you, I'll double it if you cancel his show. Oh, Give me a number. Oh, that guy, oh, no, I blocked that guy a long time ago. Well, I had to block him yesterday oh, because he was... Uh, complete asshole. Completely misinterpreting your comment, which I'm going to repeat it just so we can get this done with. You made a very... Uh, you made a statement that Scott MacArthur got the job on the morning show because he's openly gay. No, I didn't. Okay, please clarify for us. Please. I said, if I were to tell you, right that had Scott MacArthur not come out as an uh, openly gay man, mm -hmm. would he have been considered or would he have gotten that job uh, as the morning show, one of the hosts on the morning show? It was my contention that had he not, his profile would not have been raised in that manner. And again, a very brave thing to do, a very courageous thing to do to do that. Right. But did that, did that enhance his position? And they said, and then Roger said, hey, let's take advantage of this because he's very popular now amongst a different community and maybe a community that might... You know, so you, we, you weren't we saying that uh, it was like a diversity checklist thing that we need a, a non-straight white. 
person. I think what I did was I think I asked the question, uh, not as a rhetoric. Well, yeah, you know, not as a rhetorical question. You know, I asked you personally. I asked you, do you believe that had this not happened, and I I was to have mentioned his name to you, you would have said, yeah, oh, for sure, he's a candidate. Absolutely, he's a candidate. Anyway, my contention was I think it raised his profile and it put him in a better light amongst uh, a more diverse group of people potential listeners or otherwise to the station. Right. And it was a good move. Now for, on everyone's part. I'm here. I mean, I've been defending you anyway, for the last so couple this guy, weeks, so but this, this person thinks this guy, you're a homophobic. Screw this guy. Okay. Screw him. If anyone else there has those thoughts, I assure you there's nothing in that comment you made. That's homophobic. No, there's no, nothing there. No. And, and even to uh, thanks for addressing it, but it's not even necessary. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm not, that's, that, that's not me. And don't even try to. I don't even try. It's a cheap way to try to, you know, that person's a racist. That person's a sexist. That person's a homophobic. Give, give me a break. And if you don't like something Hebsey said, uh, contact Hebsey. Hebsey speaks for Hebsey. This is Hebsey's show. Right. And uh, thank you. That's right. Well, Hebsey Management. right now, he wants to talk about the Leafs-Habs games. Hey, right. listen, growing up and even now, Saturday nights at this time of year are hockey. That's just all there is to it. And right. anyone, and listen, I mean, I have two wives, you know, and... But not at the same they time. They understand. Not at the same time. But they, you know, they tried to understand. They understood. Did it, it had nothing to do with the, the ending of the marriage. But it was like, like the Saturdays, I kind of got to be near the tell. I got to see my Leafs play. Yeah, me too. Any other time, no problem. But of course, <laughs> nowadays, games are on all the time. So the, this week, it was Friday night and Saturday nights. We're not doing anything this weekend. We got the Leafs Friday night. We got the, and we got the Leafs Saturday against Montreal. Right. So I'm going, this is great because Saturday is going to be Leafs Montreal, you know, Hockey Night in Canada, even though the, the Wednesday game wasn't, quote-unquote... Was it Hockey Night in Canada, the first one? It was a regional was it sports net. No, no I don't think no Don so. Cherry. No. There was no Don Cherry on that first night. It was night. Brian Burke and Jeff Merrick. That was, right, I believe right. that's a regional okay. Rogers anyway, anyway, and now we're getting into the semantics of, you know, was it a <laughs> national game? Was it just a regional game? Anyway, um, so it was a big deal, and I'm thinking, this is going to be great. Carey Price against Freddie Anderson, but no freaking Mike Babcock. I don't know what planet this guy's from. I don't know why he didn't play Jason Spezza as the goaltender. <laughs> that would have been, to me, the best. Spezza were sitting you out. Like, he sits him out on opening night. He went through this at all. It was a dick move. We both agree. Yeah, it was, it was a, a dick, dick move. move. And, then, and then he goes, well, oh, geez, God forbid I could play Fred Anderson back-to-back nights. It's the third game of the season. You're telling me that you wouldn't, with your backup being Michael Hutchinson, that you wouldn't go, oh, I think I can play Freddie back-to-back nights. You think if they went to Freddie on Friday after the game and said, Freddie, do you think you can go Saturday? He was going to go, oh, no, coach, I need a rest. No, but you knew they I, weren't going to go back-to-back, but they should have flipped it. Exactly. Like, why not have Freddie play the uh, no, Saturday night no. at home against the Habs? No, why not have Freddie play the first three freaking games of the year? <laughs> Maybe the first five games of the year and run off to 5-0 and oh, and then say, okay, Freddie, I'll give you a break. No, they don't you're do not going to Because you're not going to give Freddie, he's not going to get a break two out of every three games. This isn't the Kawhi Leonard season. <laughs> Think about it. But Your if- backup goalie is Michael Hutchison, okay, who most people think is the ex-lead singer of In Excess. Oh, uh, rest in peace. No, but I'm saying, come on, Michael Hutchinson. If I was to say to you, Garrett Sparks is playing against the Habs. Hockey Night in Canada, Saturday night. You're taking the Saturday night off. You're not going out with the wife and kids. You're staying home. You got your... It's Michael Hutchinson's playing goal. And even and now you got a 4-1 lead in the third. And what are you saying? You're going, this game's in the bag? No, you're right. going, our goalie's freaking Michael Hutchinson. He's looked too good for two periods. There's no way he can keep this up. Tell me if I'm wrong. I, I actually thought that was in the bag. I'll be one of those guys. Oh my God. No, because column. I knew, I knew again, I, they got, <laughs> I, I said, they got Kerry Price. He's not going to allow another goal. He actually did. But Hebsy, if, if all that matters ah, for the Leafs is what happens it. in April, oh. all that matters is April, right? This doesn't no, matter. It's, it's, it's Babcock. But you might as well 
do the load management for no, uh, Freddie because all we care about is April. Forget about that. You want to get off to a quick start. Mike, I've told you and the listeners Five a million times points. before. No, I've told you. You need 110 freaking points to win the division. Five or six. That's a, that's a tremendous get them now. Uh, start. Get them now. Get your points now. Oh, Freddie, you must be exhausted. You played Wednesday against Ottawa, Friday against Columbus. Oh, you can't play three games in a row. So he hasn't played a freaking game mm-hmm. since last April. Come on, Mike. Honest to God. You should honest be coaching this team. Oh, God. And, and did you, and honestly, folks, in, in the overtime and the shootout, was there ever a moment where you thought, hey, we can beat Carey Price? Was there one well, little moment where you went, we can beat... In the overtime, yes. No. Did you get the uh, no, but odd you, man rush? But again, he's too good. And at the same time where you're going, oh, Hutchison will keep us in this game. How many goals did we score against Carey Price that game? Five? Okay, well, there you go. But, like, I mean, but none in the clutch. Uh, no, no, the one, the one. I think that was what was the net empty when Matthew scored that goal. There was about a minute to go. I think the net might have been empty, but it, it doesn't matter. Okay, it's like who's got the better bullpen in the late, late innings? <laughs> we, they got Gary Price. We've got Michael Hutchinson. Okay, so getting ah! securing five and, and six Casper, points, and, and you're we got Caspery Kapanen and going having a yeah. complete brain fart. I'm yeah. surprised he didn't like. I, I, I'm surprised he didn't with the with the end of the stick gore the guy. Was it Shea Weber? Like, just take it, instead of throwing it at him, just like, huh, you know? What do you do if a guy, you, you, what do you do? You just, uh, I guess. The, you drop the stick. Well, I, I know, I know. He that, got his stick broken on the slap. First of all, I four know. shots in a row from the point were blocked by Leaf guys. It was a fantastic job that they did, right? We're, you're nursing a one-goal lead, right? You right. know, you've just blown a you know, three-goal lead. It's now a one-goal lead. You're nursing, they got a power play, and you're blocking shots and everything. And the, the, the puck shatters Casperi Kapanen's stick, and then he flings it. Now, not, not at the guy, sort of, but at the ice near the guy. It was sort yeah. of a Brett Laurie move. Remember when he threw the batting helmet in the direction of the umpire? Right, yes, yes. <laughs> it bounced up and hit the umpire. That no, was stupid. Grazed him. It was stupid. It was, it was a stupid thing to do. It was a brain fart. It was terrible. But, Hebsy, okay, five of six points to start the season. Uh, uh, you're disappointed. I, you know, I don't think, yeah, I think, like, I see flashes of brilliance, but I, I just think just when this team starts to gel and can play 60 minutes together, they'll, you know, they'll be great. But again, I'm looking at, are they better than Tampa and Boston? And the only way to find that out is they got to win every freaking game. They've got well, to win the every The only way to find out is April. They, they, you get the points now. You had Anderson, okay? The guy just won the night before. He won on Wednesday night. He can play three games in four nights. They Trust weren't going to do that, though, and you know it. They were never going to do it. I just, no, what don't, I don't tell understand me that. Is, don't tell me. Who's going to play goal tonight? Anderson. You're sure? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's only the back-to-backs, for, unless he's hurt. Now, oh if I God. may, though, they could have flipped it. I, didn't under, I thought maybe it would make more sense to play Anderson at home against the Habs on the Saturday and give Hutchinson You and you and everybody else. Okay. It was just, it was, so, and then, so they're now... Is this, see, is this I'm Babcock? Keeping score, I'm keeping yeah. score on Babcock. So that's two X's against Babcock so far. Is it that he thinks and he also it's put about Martin, he's uh, the he, straw that stirs the drink I here? I don't know. He's a bit of an ego? Martin... Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking so. Martin Marinson. Yeah playing with two minutes to go in the game with uh, the rookie Rasmus Sandin. Did you run out of defenseman? <laughs> what happened? Okay. How does that happen? How does that happen? Well, You're, make the mistakes now. Martin April's Marinson. Gonna... Hey, Martin Marinson. I don't know. Jake Gardner scored the overtime winner for Carolina the other night. Eh? <laughs> Thought I'd throw that one in. Uh, okay. So Friday, we beat Columbus 4-1. to Freddie was in goal for that one. Okay. And yep. I saw one of the greatest shifts ever by Matthews, ever by a player, period. 
Um, but they didn't show, I guess they didn't have time to. And on the wrap up, because the game was TSN, they kind of went right to Sports Center. So they didn't have a lot of time, or the producer just didn't. I wanted to see the whole shift. It was the greatest shift. He's down in the Columbus zone, far right corner. He's got the puck there. He gets the puck taken from him. I don't know who took it from him. He chases that guy all the way back 200 feet down the ice takes the puck from that guy back of the net, leads the break out of the offensive zone, and eventually scores the goal to make it 4-1. to one. It was the best 200, it was, I think he went 600 feet, it was back and forth and back and forth. It was a brilliant play, and I, and I tweeted it out immediately. Say, that was an amazing right. shift. And it's, but it's not often, unless you're at the game, and I wasn't in Columbus, that you can actually, you, you can see it develop. But it just so happened that it was a wide shot, you know, and you saw Matthews lose the puck, I'm watching him chase the guy. He's not slashing him. He didn't get a penalty. Right. He's just caught up to him, bothered him enough. And then when the time came, the exact time came, by the time the guy was back of the leaf net, he took the puck off him and just came back to the other way. So this is fantastic. And then wired that shot that is just, that's a filthy shot. That's a sick, filthy shot because it's high. Right? It's he, always a bullet high. It's, it's, like, it's like on penalty kicks for soccer, the best, the, the, the most confident shooters will just roof it. Because they know that even if the goal the goalkeeper can get there, right. it's hit with such force that even if he gets a piece of it, it's going in the net anyway. And that's just a wicked shot. That that kid, boy, can that kid play? Yeah, he's a, he's a Toronto Maple Leaf. Um, and that shift alone proved to me that this guy could win the Rocket Richard Trophy and the Selkie Trophy in the same season if he oh. wanted to. If he wanted to, because he showed as a two way player, and he's a big kid too, eh? Like he's got some size. He's completely different from uh, Marner. Yeah, he got some size. If he wants to use his size, and he's still growing. Look, is he twenty one years, twenty two years old? Yeah, he's still young. Twenty three years old. Was he thirty now? How old is Austin? <laughs> his hairline is thirty. Uh, I stop think. Stop it! Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Uh, all right, tonight the Leafs host the defending uh, Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. Maybe Jordan Binnington. I don't know. I think he's played the first two games for them. Who's their backup? I have no idea. Jake Allen still. I, I'm, I'm paying attention. They're the Stanley Cup champs, and I'm thinking Jason Spezza starts in goal for the Leafs because he hasn't started a game as a forward. In Toronto, his only start was against Columbus. He's been benched the other two games. Maybe he gets a starting goal. Maybe he's the third goalie. I don't know. <laughs> Breaking news from the Toronto Raptors: Kyle Lowry, thirty-three years of age, was entering his final season of a three-year, ninety million dollar contract today. According to uh, the Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, he has signed a one-year extension to that deal worth thirty-one million dollars. Nice little raise. I like Actually it. Not only a one million dollar raise. Not a big raise, but uh, one thirtieth. That's like it's three, a key a message to the raise. to the to the players. To, yes. to the to the to the fans. Yes, and it sets you up nicely because apparently the glut of uh, potential free agents is that season after next. Correct. Correct. So you put your, you're right. Put yourself in a good position. It's a, a money Great well move. spent, and you know that Lowry wants to. I think you know he would love to finish his career with Toronto. He's already won a championship. He's got two more shots at it the next two years. I love that guy. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Um, playoff baseball. Yes. The National League took center stage yesterday. The Atlanta Braves started, um, I'm going to say, Bianca Andreescu's biggest rival for Athlete of the Year in Canada, Mike Soroka of Calgary, Alberta. Okay? who 22 years old. Goes out there and spins a beauty up against St. Louis Cardinals ace Adam Wainwright. Game three, division series, and a classic. Soroka left the game trailing one nothing, but having tossed seven innings, allowing two hits, no walks, and seven strikeouts, and throwing just 90 pitches. Wainwright went seven and two thirds, gave up four hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. I don't. I know you guys are into offense, most people, but the real baseball fans appreciate a good pitching matchup and good defense, especially guys who have command of the strike zone like Soroka and Wainwright. So it really was a terrific game to watch, and I didn't have any skin in the game either. I, I'd like to see Atlanta win because of Soroka. 
I mean, had, if the Cardinals had Canadian, uh, you know, content, I might be rooting for the Cardinals. That's Does really it, any party you happy to see uh, Josh Donaldson have some success? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hang on a second. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Sorry, I, mean, I don't you know, mean to steal talk, your thunder here. Well, well, you just did. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, that's okay. Uh, Wayne Wright says, uh, so in the ninth inning, right, the Braves trailing one nothing, rallied for three runs, light hitting Dansby Swanson. Now the bases weren't loaded here. I think they were runners first and third on this play. So he drives in the tying run with a double off the wall. But what had happened? I was looking. Dansby Swanson's statistics, his playoff statistics with the bases loaded, are the worst like in Major League history. Wow. Like this year, he hit like 103 with the bases loaded. Oh. He's horrible. Just the, the least. The anti-tabler. And that's why he hits eighth in the lineup. It's the National League. The hit pitcher hits ninth. Although in some cases, the pitcher will hit ahead of a really weak hitting guy. And Swanson. So anyway, he's not expected, especially with runners in scoring position and two outs, not expected to do this. And he comes through. Meanwhile, he hits this double. The place explodes. Actually, the game was in, wait a sec, the game was in Atlanta, the game was in St. Louis. Um, and the teammates are going wild. And Josh Donaldson, you can see Josh Donaldson going like this, let's fucking go! Right. And you can, any lip reader, anybody can go, what's, what's, he, what's he saying there, Dad? It's obvious. And then so, Swanson looks over and he's pumped and he goes, let's fucking go! And Donaldson's going, and everyone, everyone, you're looking and going, every guy on the bench is going, let's fucking go. Now think back, Years ago. Let's say 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, no way would any guy even mouth that nope. word. Times have changed, He wouldn't. Then. You know, the censors would be there. He'd bleep, 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 bleep. But, of course, back then, there was no HBO. There was no, you know, I mean, just society's just different. It just is. Without a doubt, when it comes the word to just language, doesn't have it's the all, same I think context is more important than content. Let's now. go. Let's fucking go. Right. Like, even Bianca Andrescu at one of her press conferences dropped. I think she dropped an F-bomb by yep, accident. Yep, Apologize yep. for it. What's his name? Ryan O'Reilly last year. Fucking Beast, he said. Yeah, she said yeah. it. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly last year in the Stanley, you know, oh, yeah? the Stanley Cup thing. I mean, it just happens, you know, and it's, it's just not that big a deal anymore. But just to watch the whole team. So here's what I'm thinking. The tomahawk chop, racist. Yep. The, the, the Seminole war cry, oh, racist. Mm -hmm. Let's change it to... Let's fucking go. That should be the Atlanta Braves' new slogan, okay? And instead of the chop, just have them f hoist their fists up into the air with a major fist pump like Josh Donaldson. Let's fucking go. I can't believe that chop is still here in 2019. I know. Get rid of that thing. Crazy, crazy. The other National League game saw the Dodgers take a 2-1 lead over Washington with a 10-4 lambasting of the Nats. Russell Martin. Russell. Had the big hit in that game, igniting a rally in the top of the sixth. He had a two-RBI double, okay? They were trailing 2-1. to one. In the sixth, mm -hmm. all right, in Washington, and boom, it's a double by Russell Martin, and then six more runs. They took an eight-two lead. The Dodgers batted around in that inning. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody on Twitter was uh, mistakenly thought that bat. Oh, they batted around meant they set nine hitters to the plate. I actually believe that that's not batting around. Batting around, someone has to come up twice. Someone has to come up twice in the inning. Right. Okay? Okay. So it's a minimum of ten. No, so I think I do. I agree. I yeah. think I did get that right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Good. Because someone was like, "Hey, they batted around." No, 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 they didn't. Okay, batting around means that there has to have been a guy that batted more than once for that to happen. Just thought I'd clear that. No, up. I like those little uh, okay. semantic discussions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, but Russell, the I love that guy too. I love seeing Josh Donaldson and Russell Martin having great? success. It is, I know. And Edwin, Edwin for the Yankees. We'll get to that too. We'll get to all of that stuff. Good, good time for former Jays. Here's the menu today. Oh, there's tons of them. Eh, play. There's a whole bunch of former Jays. Speaking of which, uh, Osuna, Roberto Osuna. Remember him? I do. He got jettisoned pretty quickly. Boy, we got him out of here fast. Eh? Um, so the Houston Astros can clinch this afternoon in Tampa against the Rays. Um, up two games to none, the Astros will throw, uh-oh, Zach Granke in an elimination game against Charlie Morton of the Rays. Uh, after that, later this afternoon, it's game four between the Braves and Cards as the Braves can wrap it up with a win. 
Dakota Hudson, starting for the Redbirds, best name in the postseason, <laughs> is Dakota Hudson. Uh, Braves manager Brian Snitker has not named his starter as of this moment. That's kind of rare, but it's like, we'll see how so-and-so feels. We'll see. We'll see, because if you got a chance to clinch. Now, mind you, mind you, mm-hmm. this is not a, a must. I don't want to hate to say this in a game, in a five-game series. It's not a must win for the Braves. Right. It's not. No. They could go home and uh, clinch it there and have their best pitcher um, ready to go. But anyway, we'll but see. In, in these, well, I will say, in these five-game series, yeah, it's, good, it, it comes awfully quick. Like, you really can, have yeah. no games to waste. Exactly right. <laughs> and if, look, i got to throw you in there on two days rest, hey, and maybe they're everybody's yeah. last game. Win season. now. on a pitch count, whatever. A third game of the day features Max Scherzer trying to subdue the Dodgers and keep the series alive for Washington. He opposes Rich Hill of the Dodgers. And, uh, boy, Scherzer, man, he's awesome. He's awesome. So, uh, that, man, he's got to be at his absolute best, and uh, that, that series could go five games. And the Yankees. The Yankees have just had a time with the Twins. The Twins cannot win a postseason game. I mean, yeah, what is that losing streak at? It's pretty expensive. 16 or something. That's hard to do. Number. I know, it really is. Um, they can complete the sweep of the uh, Twins tonight in Minnesota. Luis Severino goes against Jake Odorizzi of the Twins. Four elimination uh, games in one day, Mike. Four. It's going to be fun. Got to love playoff baseball. Love playoff baseball. All right, during our last podcast, my friend Mike here decided, <laughs> against my wishes, <clears throat> to give out the live score of the Bianca Andreescu-Naomi Osaka quarterfinal match. Brian's fault. Hang on a second. Let me just clarify something, okay? So we're doing a podcast here. We record this podcast, as you know, starting at 9.20 in the morning, uh, Mondays and Fridays for the most part, okay? So you, that's what time it is. So generally, there isn't any sports going on when we're recording the cast, unless it's taking place in a different time zone, and so they're trying to open. So... So this, this guy here decides, oh, while we're in the middle of it, because our job is to give you sports. But we're live on Periscope. Like, it's, it's, our job to, it's our job to give you sports updates here as something. Forget about the opinion part. If there's <laughs> scores happening, we're going to update those scores for you. So as you well know, I kind of like to wait until the game or the match is over. It's kind of like saying, hey, guess what, Ebsy? The Leafs are up 4-1 in the third. This one's in the bag. Well, that's a fact. It was up 4-1 no, no, Mike. It's called a jinx. You, you just There's not don't. a jinx. There's no such thing. You're not, really? You're not being oh, serious so, right now. Oh, so what you're you telling me... You think we jinxed Bianca by giving the score to the Periscope That viewers? she won after I told you not to? Right. right. Do you think so? I'm being... Look me in the eyes. Do you believe we I believe uh, cost I, Bianca that match? Here's what I believe happened. I believe someone that was watching on Periscope, okay, because mm-hmm. the podcast is recorded to be uploaded. Right. Someone that was watching on Periscope mm-hmm. in China <laughs> at the match, watching, and okay, remember, you're watching, the, you're watching us on Periscope, but you're actually listening. I mean, you don't need to see the two of us right. sitting here waving or whatever. Although we are handsome. Right, so. but the thing is, the idea is you've got the audio. So you've got that, you've got your headphones on or whatever, and you're watching, you're at the tennis, and now you hear, oh, they've just reported that Bianca's won the first set. Right. And, and Bianca finds out now. It's, oh, I guess I can relax now against Naomi Osaka. Anyway, <laughs> Mike, I didn't want you to do it. You did kidding. it, and you got your buddy Brian also. Brian you guys gave me real-time updates. I was excited And then to I share. said to you, how did it happen? And you didn't have any details. Had you had details, you would have told me that Bianca blew a huge lead in the first set. And ended up winning 7-5 after blowing. I think she was up 5-2. You wouldn't. But no, you didn't have the details. That's why I say to you, just the, just the result, just the number isn't good enough. I, I want some details, some meat into it, or don't update me. So I went home mm-hmm. after our podcast was recorded, Right after I turned off the Periscope, and mm-hmm. I went and watched the replay of the match. And it was a fantastic match. It was the best tennis What was I've the seen. final result? Final result was uh, 7-5 for Bianca in the first set. So 5-7, report, as reported here. 6-3, 6-4, right? But, the, I mean, the, those last two sets, even though the, the scores were, you know, she broke uh, Bianca, every single point was won by a winner. 
not by an unforced error, not by the ball being netted. I'm saying for the most part, not every one. But generally, it was spectacular shot making versus people making mistakes. It wasn't one on double faults and missed shots and stuff like that. It was fantastic tennis. So here's what I'm going to tell you about, and think about this, Osaka, Andreescu, BB versus Naomi, whatever. This is Chrissy against Martina. This is Steffi Graf and, and Monica Selish. This is Agassi Sampras. This is McEnroe Borg. Uh, this is Federer Nadal. This is, I'm telling you, and you're talking about a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old. And they're banging back and forth. And when the match is over, they run up to the net. And not like Serena Williams, like you know, the queen. They run up to the net. And I'm telling you, Bianca's like, that was great. I swear to you. I didn't. She went up. They went and they embraced, first of all. Not one of those pity pat hugs or you know half hugs or whatever i'm talking about a real embrace they'd never played each other before they've obviously had heard of each other i'm sure they had met before maybe crossed paths but they hadn't played and then they and then and bianca's kind of like that was great what a, that was a great match you know and, and con- like honest congratulations it was really sincere it was good to see and they were sort of yakking away and then they kind of oh yeah let's you know let's let's shake hands with the chair umpire and then kind of continued for like way to go good for you and that kind of a thing and it was very bubbly because I think they both knew, oh my God, I think I just found like my, my not my soulmate, but my, my perfect um, counterpart. Your foil, or if you my will. counterpart. Counterpart, sure. Yeah. So Good. I think we just witnessed the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Uh, I'm pretty sure that these two women will be battling each other for uh, titles for the next decade or so. And, and during the post-match press conference, Osaka basically said she didn't want to have to play Bianca again. She's kidding, obviously, but like, I don't want to play her again. I just, you know, one and done is fine with me, she said. Like, one and done. <laughs> one and, and so done. they're laughing. They're kind of going, oh, man, like, you know, that was tough. I mean, that was exciting. But, geez, my, you know, that was, I had to play, like, phenomenally good tennis to beat this girl. I didn't think Bianca would ever lose again. I'm a little no, disheartened I, by this. Well, she even said so. She had sort of said, she said, I'm not being arrogant. She says, but I don't, I don't know what it's, I don't remember what it's like to lose. She hadn't lost in a, in a completed match since March the 1st. Right. That's fantastic. So 17 straight, 17 straight that she won. On the men's side, oh, by the way, Osaka ends up not only winning that quarter, wins the semi, and then in the final beats the number one seed, Ash Barty, 3-6-6-3-6-2. So again, lost the first set and then came storming back like a champion. And by the way, on the men's side, because we don't want to not talk about the men's tennis, it's usually pretty good also, Dominique Thiem uh, beats Stefanos Tsitsipas, 3-6-6-4-6-1. So again, lost the first set. Storm back to win the last two. So maybe losing that first set is, is not just your fault, Mike. It's maybe, you know, maybe the motivation. Wait, the men play best of three? That's not a major. Okay, I guess I rarely am watching tennis these days. That's, That's not a major. I haven't even noticed. I haven't even noticed. Well, the, Rod- the Rogers yeah, yeah. Cup, for example, for yeah, the men, yeah. it's not a major. The majors are best three of five. Huh. Eventually you'll get it. You'll understand. <laughs> I'm a major watcher when it comes to tennis. Okay. So did you learn a lesson when it comes to reporting um, an incomplete result of a match. Did you, <laughs> no, any, man. you learn anything? Not at all. Eh? You, I think you, 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 you do it uh, again. lost your marbles. <clears throat> you there. do it again. Yeah, of course. It's a service we provide to the live people on Periscope. There's 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 hundreds of people on Periscope who almost were a, educated almost about a thousand the uh, thousand on the last one. Almost right. a thousand on the last one. We educated those people as almost to the thousand. current score, and it was exciting to have BB up a set. Now, BB didn't win, but we didn't say BB won. We said she was up a set. I know, but still, I don't like that. Let's not do that again. No, don't make no me, more live don't make updates. Me cancel no you, more Hedzi. live updates of a sporting events going on when we record the show. Last on our last episode, and this is why good things happen to good people. We mentioned golfer Kevin Na, a Korean, who was very right. was very um, 
upset at the fact that his compatriot um, had been suspended for three years, banned for three years from the Korean tour because he flipped the, the bird, the middle finger, at a fan who had you know yelled in the middle of his backswing. And Kevin Na had a, um, uh, an actual, was wearing a hat saying free, and I can't think of the guy's name now for some reason. Kim something, anyway. Um, so who wins? Who wins on the 74th hole in a playoff at the Shriners Hospital for Children Open in Las Vegas? Kevin Na. In fact, he was spectacular all week long. He drained a four-footer on the, uh, sec- uh, the second extra playoff hole to beat Patrick Cantlay to win the tournament. He was the runner-up at that event last year and was the winner in 2017. So you think he likes going to Vegas? <laughs> you think he loves Vegas there? So, But not only did he win, he set a PGA record for the longest distance in putts made over the course of a tournament. Oh, wow. 558 feet. Now, uh, okay, so I'm fine. That's a lot of it. But he was knocking in these bombs. It's like it was, it was good karma, man. It was like, hey, man, you're, you're supporting a fellow a friend. You think he was wronged. That's good, right? You're speaking out. You have a forum. You have a platform. You're a professional golfer. And now you're a champion again. So you have even more of a forum, right? And so, and, and this guy's knocking in, he's knocking in putts from like insane distances to win this tournament. And because he's a good guy, because he stood up for his buddy, and he thought that uh, justice wasn't being served uh, properly. Because it wasn't served properly. It wasn't. Exactly right. We should have hats like that too. Yeah, free Mike. If we could figure out his name, <laughs> uh, I had him in the last. One. I can find it now for you, but it's um, you know it's... somebody on Periscope. Oh, I know, I got it. Name. No, his name's Bio Kim. Bio Kim. Remember, you thought it was a, a energy drink. Racist statement. <laughs> Is it? Kidding. Oh, you got to be careful in 2019. <laughs> Holy smokes! I'm sweating over here. Uh, Adam so. Adam Hadwood now finished uh, with an eight under par 63, earned a tie for fourth place. Nick Taylor finished in a tie for 29th. So you're asking how did Hebsy? How did you do on Saturday at Crossman's? How did you do? Okay, do you want to know? Tell me how you did. First Hebsey. of all, I was a little worried about the weather because you know it's getting cool, right? October. The weather was gorgeous, man. Oh yeah. As we got to the golf course, the sun broke out. High of about eleven degrees, sunny, beautiful for fall golf. I lost three balls on the front nine alone. Staggered in with a horrendous forty-eight. It was just horrible. My worst nine holes of the year. Then I got my mojo going and drained a couple of long putts, kind of like uh, Kevin no. Na, for a forty-one on the back nine and a well-earned eighty-nine. Okay. And then after the round, myself, Terry, Dan, and Steve enjoyed a lovely lunch overlooking the tenth tee and the eighteenth green. It's just beautiful there. You just sit there and you watch other golfers and you make fun of them. <laughs> they, they can't hear you because it's not an open patio. They can't hear you, but you're going, oh, look at that swing. This guy, you kidding me? It's a terrible swing. He couldn't hit that with a telephone You should be recording you know? that. Yeah, yeah, that would, it's pretty funny. And then you'd see another guy go, oh, that guy's got a good looking swing. Well, your swing. son's on that reality show. This could be your reality <laughs> show. I could see this on YouTube. You think that would be good? Yeah. Me criticizing. I watched your son, by the way, on that uh, pretty Seventeen magazine. Uh, well, it's unbelievable. Got, it's well produced. Like, and uh, yeah. your son... It was great for your son, funny. I thought. They got like two million Why is hits? your son so much better looking than you are? What's going on there? It looks like his mom. Uh, <laughs> that, that's got like two million views. I'm not surprised. It's, I mean, it's, it's surprised. Mike, I watched it sick. and I'm like, oh, this is entertaining. Mike, it's sick. Two million views. Two million. Well, how many, almost I as watched, many as we're going to have. I watched Thursday. it live on YouTube on Friday night. It was originally supposed to drop at 5 p.m. It dropped at 6. And as I'm waiting to watch it, there's like hundreds of other people waiting to watch it. And they're making comments. There's the chats going, oh, I'm, you know, unbelievable. We it is. It's this could amazing. be a big uh, thing for your stuff. son. You could parlay this into something. Pretty funny stuff. Let me go on with our sponsor, Crosswinds Golf. If you want to experience uh, public golf at its finest, check out Crosswinds. Go to crosswindsgolf.com. The weather is going to be beautiful this week the next yeah. couple of weeks i'm going to go out a couple of times to crosswinds in fact i'm going to play with your friend and mine 
Greg Brady. I saw him Saturday. <clears throat> this Wednesday. You saw him at the Wolfpack. I game. chatted with. He, yeah, we bumped into each other at the Wolfpack. Did he mention match the fact that he's playing golf with me? No. Well, he probably didn't because he didn't want you to get upset. Maybe right because well, I'm, I'm so going? tired of being left out of how your come fun? you're going and I'm not going stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too. Hey, Greg, I've been to a rugby game with him. I've been to soccer with him. <clears throat> I've been in England and here. And here. Yeah, right. we went to TFC. I've been, uh, um, I've never golfed with him before. I went to a, a couple of NBA games with him. I think we went to a Jays game too. So like yeah, every, we, we had a very interesting like, chat. Nothing I can put on the yeah. record, but uh, he talked about what he's up to next and when he can come on the podcast and chat about this and Good. that. And it was very interesting. Nice Excellent. to see him on Saturday. I'm going to prod him about that when we're playing golf. And the weather's going to be great this week. So get out to Crosswinds, uh, crosswindsgolf.com. Uh, Alejandro Pozuelo scored on a beautiful, like a fabulous free kick. Classic to give TFC, Toronto FC, a 1-0 win over the Columbus Crew. Uh, and that means, incredibly, in this beautiful playoff system in MLS, they now get home field for their knockout uh, playoff game. There you go. Okay, they were in sixth place. They were like, you know, what's going to... They were uh, the 13 wins, <clears throat> 10 losses, 11 draws. They leapfrogged the New York Red Bulls and D.C. United on the final day of the regular season, finishing fourth via goal differential over D.C. United. Wow. So TFC and DCU, that's Toronto Football Club and DC United, District of Columbia United, that's, that's a mouthful, mm-hmm. uh, will meet at BMO Field, okay, <laughs> in the MLS, you know, it's all... Yeah, it's all alphabet soup. Right, uh, October 19th or 20th with the winner facing conference leading New York City FC in the Eastern Semifinals. So, you got a home date. Exciting. And you're playing well. As long as Josie Aldador is okay, he got uh, taken off in the... In the 70th minute, got kicked in the shins, it looked like, or the ankle or something like that. But, man, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. They Those can guys freeze are that tough. up. <clears throat> Those guys are tough. Uh, so, yeah, listen to this. So, the Toronto win, okay, combined with the Red Bulls uh, falling 3-0 in Montreal, which is great for the impact, even though they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, and D.C. United settling for a scoreless draw at home against nine-man Cincinnati. Nine men. Down to nine men. Wow. And they could only draw against them. Uh, put TFC into fourth place and secured home field. By the way, <clears throat> I watched uh, both the uh, Montreal game. Vic Router's doing the play-by-play. Vic, Vic's the best. I'm telling you, it's like he's. It's like it was the championship game. You know, it's exciting. It's not that Luke Wildman is it, right? But I don't know, Luke. I, any guy with a British accent or any kind of accent that's not, you know, that you know isn't Canadian or whatever. Right, is, there's right. sort of that. There's that. I don't know. I know what you're saying. You know it what sounds I mean? more. Yes. Yeah, it's somehow What's, it works, especially for soccer. What, what word is it? It's more a little more restrained. Classy? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. no. You're, you're saying to, that yeah. Vic Router's not classy? No, for no. I'm the Come biggest Vic fan on the planet. <laughs> He's crazy. Okay? He's doing the impact game. I was like, this is exciting, man. And I'm rooting for the impact. But it's got an air to it. I'm yeah. having trouble articulating, but you, we yes, all know what are. I mean. But it, there's yes, an air are. to it when you it's hear not, it in the, the accent. It's not good. Vic is fantastic. It's not good when you're broadcasting and you have trouble articulating. It's not a good. Well, <laughs> that's why it's Hebsey on sports, you know, <laughs> Mike on sports. <laughs> okay, meantime, that was good. I, I was happy for that. Happy for the uh, the Toronto win and for the Montreal win as well. But um, but I wasn't happy on Saturday because my team, uh, Spurs, it just, oh God, they lost uh, 3-0 to Brighton Hove Albion, which like is, a, ugh, that's disgusting. It was the worst week, I think, in Spurs history. They lost 7-2 at home in Champions League to uh, Bayern Munich. Wow. 7-2 at home. Wow. And, uh, and then 3-0 on the road to Brighton Hove. And it's like, it's a horrible, horrible start to the year. This is a team that had a couple of players that they, you know, they weren't sure if Christian Eriksen or Dyer or whatever was going to play. And that loomed over them and they didn't transfer them. They didn't, they, they, they didn't get, end up on another team. And now it's sort of like, here's two or three or four players that weren't expected to be playing for Tottenham this year, but are still on the team. It's kind of a lingering thing. And Can I ask you? Yeah. When you, when you <clears throat> cheer for a team that's not a home team, 
and they're crap. Is it easier to kind of like, is it easier to deal with because it's not the home team? Yeah, because they're not in the media all the time. Like they're not a Toronto team, so it's like I'm bummed. But here, yeah. if you're in Toronto, you're walking the streets. There's guys wearing you know Leafs you know, and it's stuff, all over the radio. You know, Leafs. Well, even, I don't listen to the radio as often as right. uh, maybe as you. I'm not in the car. I know. All the time. I never listen. But I do occasionally. In fact, I have to tell you that Overdrive is now is my favorite show on the radio now. Okay, I've never heard it. Do you know that? I've is never that right? heard Overdrive. Yeah. Okay. Well, we won't be talking about it. But I want to know when things. Well, are I'll good. tell you what. You listen to it and then let me know. I mean, it's available everywhere. You know. It's not a, like, I don't have a commute. I feel like it's Yeah, no, no, it's available yeah. everywhere. You can get it on, you know, there's an app. You can get it on, you go to TSN. Um, you know, are there commercials TSN. on these things? I'll check it out, I'll check it uh, out. Yeah, of course there are commercials, yeah. Or you can watch it on television. You can just have it on in the background, put it on All TV. Right, I'll it's try on, it out. It's on TSN 11 or something. I hear TSN good things. 9. One of the TSN channels. <laughs> I think it's on, I'm not sure which. It's, on, like, it's on okay. one of the TSN channels. I think they're on four, from like five, four to seven. I will check it out. I hear very good things about it. Yeah, so. good. it's good. It's a good show. Now to the NFL. and for time here. Oh my goodness. Uh, now to the NFL and those Buffalo Bills. I mean, really, they should be 5-0. and Should have beaten New England. Now that I think of it, should have beaten New England last week. Uh, but they have the best defense in all of football, in my opinion. Or is it IMHO? In my I'm humble a- opinion? I'm it depends I'm if you're being humble or not. IMHO. The Bills have the best defense in all of football. They're 4-1. and they beat the Titans 14-7. to Yes, a defensive struggle. Uh, well, it's also to the Titans' uh, field goal kicker missed four kicks. <laughs> four kicks. That helps. It does. Uh, quarterback Josh Allen was cleared to play after passing a uh, concussion protocol. Uh, do you pass? The, is that how it works? You've yep. passed. You get a check mark. It's sort of like your, okay, air filter. Yep, check. Pretty Oil much. filter, check. Concussion, so, yep, check. Okay. You Does he know it. his name? Does he know yeah. where he is? How many fingers am I got up? Right. Whatever concussion protocol is, he was cleared to play, and he played very, very well, Josh Allen. 23 of 32 passing for 219 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. The Bills defense sacked Marcus Mariota five times and allowed the Titans just 251 yards of total offense. That's not a lot. Uh, meanwhile, yet another helmet to helmet hit has knocked a quarterback out of the game as Pittsburgh Mason Rudolph had to be helped off the field after being knocked out in the third quarter as he was attempting to make a throw. He took it from Baltimore safety Earl Thomas before he got the pass off, and man, he was out cold before he hit the ground. Out cold. Like, you know, not moving. Right. So what do they do in those cases? They call for the stretcher, but they also call for the cart, you know, the, the golf cart, you know, with the with the uh, the open end at the back. What do they call it? The, the pickup? The, what do, yeah. What do they thing. call those things? The cab. No, there's the cab and yeah. then there's the, what, what's the rather part of a pickup The truck? lorry. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, the bed. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and but it's an open back. Yeah, the so bed. They, they put the guy in there, right? They say, or whatever. Anyway, they can't find the thing. No, no, it's broken down. They find oh. out that that gator or that John Deere track, whatever it is, it's broken down. Oh. So they can't even wheel it onto the field. So this, they have to help this poor guy off the field. He's like out on his feet. Wow. Okay, uh, he's said to be resting comfortably today, has to go through the entire concussion protocol. Uh, and, um, you know, I mean, he's the second-string quarterback. Roethlisberger's already out for the year. Now, this guy got hammered. Anyway, no, uh, a roughing the passer penalty to Thomas, no ejection. So now every single hit, okay, is looked at like, you know, five, six, eight times. Was that it? Was it a hit-to-head? Was it targeted hit-to-head? And if so, mm-hmm. can you supply, uh, can you add supplementary, sup- supplementary discipline can the league look at that and go, oh, he should have been ejected? Or should the officials have had an opportunity to look through VAR, some type of thing like that, and say, uh, let's look at that again. Oh, no, oh, that's not just roughing the passer that the naked eye saw. That's an ejection. So they, there is no ejection. I'm wondering if they'll look at it at the NFL and say, hey, you know what? We looked at this again. Dude, you can't even be close. He's a quarterback there. You can't do that. you got to right. hold up. You know, he was in the arms of another guy, it looked like, or... But man, you know, you see these guys and once they, once they've launched, 
Like if you've ever played football before, when you see that play and you now have made the commitment, it's like, it's like swinging in baseball. Once you've made that commitment, it's really hard to check your swing. Once you've made that commitment to launch yourself at a guy, it's really hard to like pull back. You could actually hurt yourself and pull a muscle if you really try to. So I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not uh, saying that it was okay for you're him to do that. You're not advocating hit Certainly on not, head, but man, you got to do something about this. All right, Mike, you were nice enough to invite me to the Toronto Wolfpack Championship Rugby game on Saturday. I couldn't go. Uh, Too bad. You would have seen your buddy Greg Brady. I'm going to see him Wednesday anyway. <laughs> I was out playing golf at Crosswinds. So tell me, in all honesty, how did it go? I know the crowd was big. And do you think now that next year there's going to be just as more of a demand? Is, is there room for this team in the Toronto sports market? So, firstly, let's tell people we won this uh, million-pound match or game, yeah. which means we are now uh, promoted to the Super League, which is the highest tier of rugby league, not to be confused with rugby union, which is what you see in that World Cup. It's a different variants on the same sport. So, nice. we're now in the Super League. That's done. We're one of 12 teams with 10 uh, British teams and one French team. Okay. Now, uh, that's happening next year. But uh, this crowd, I will say quick, they announced it at like uh, 99.74. And there's, that's just a lie. There was probably close to 11,000 people there. Why would they there. lie? I think I have a, my theory, and uh, I, I'm, I don't know. Ladies this. and gentlemen, first of all, <laughs> Alec, for, the allegedly, first, yeah, for the first time ever on Hebsey on Sports, there's a conspiracy theory. Not a conspiracy within, theory. Within the ranks of, ru- <laughs> of rugby. Right. Rugby. Rugby. Now, had I mentioned this off the top of the show, I'm sure a lot of people say, I think I'll take a pass on this episode. No offense to rugby fans. All eight of you that are oh, watching this. Okay, I, I don't. But we need to double. We need to double that. We need to double that number. Anyway, yeah. What's your theory? Why would they screw with the attendance? Why would they do that? They didn't want to list the attendance as much higher than the capacity for the building, the fire code thing, if you will. Like you know, if if your capacity is, let's say your capacity is ten thousand <laughs> for for Lamport Stadium. Wait you a minute. Me? You can't say there were eleven thousand people in the building. Wait a minute. So they had Wait to cap the number at the fire code capacity. Wait a minute. First of all, there's no building there. We're not talking about a building. But it, it, it no, no, is no, no, a no, no, building. No, 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 Mike. Fire code exists where there's sprinkler systems. Do you know what I'm saying? That kind of a thing. I where, it was my theory. Okay, no, uh, no. There's no, there's no fire code for an outdoor place like that. You can, people can stand. They can stand. There's concrete stands. No, the stands aren't going to fall on people. There's no hazard there. So you're saying- So that's, okay. so that's bullshit. Normally, what happens is, is they try mm-hmm. to paper the house. They'll say, if there are only 7,000 people there, they might say, we sold 9,800 tickets or something like that. This in reverse, just this smells of something. I think, you know what I think? Tell I me. think it's poor accounting by someone. Maybe. I think people just don't there's know There's probably a, a lot of uh, complimentary tickets because that's one of their big marketing strategies at Wolfpack right now is oh, that they okay. are, uh, and I don't know, so I don't you, know anything about how many so were through paid the tickets. Turns, so, so the announced attendance was 9,900. So, so it's possible. So it's possible that through the turnstiles, that's okay. the number yeah, of people possibly. that went through the turnstiles. However, those that didn't quote unquote, like you don't go through a turnstile. Do you, you've got to pass. Yours is a complimentary ticket. Am I right or wrong? There's no turnstile. No. Okay. So, and that, I'm just using the expression turnstile. I don't know if they actually, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, I know what you're you. saying. I was you on a, I'm on a list. <clears throat> you're on a list. It's probably all done electronically. There's a lot, an electronic turnstile somewhere. Maybe. Do you think you don't know if you're going through it? But anyway, so let's say there were 99, so let's say there were 11,000 people. Could they have given away 1,000 tickets? For sure. Yeah. If, if, you've, if you've got 10,000 people paying, you can give away 1,000 tickets, I and guess. And a lot of people uh, who don't know Rugby League that well would look at the 
weather and say, oh my goodness, it's mm. it's nice. It's yeah. a, it was a beautiful day, and it's a great day to be there. And it, it high wa- stakes, right? Big high. It's a winner take all walk kind up, of deal. Good walk up crowd. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Big so it was in, stuffed. I've never ever seen Lamport like that, and I've been you know a dozen. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. wait. What's the greatest sporting event you ever saw at Lamport Stadium? <laughs> uh, it was on Saturday, actually. The big, prior say, prior to so, that, prior to watching rugby, seriously, had you ever gone to Lamport <laughs> saying, "Ooh, Toronto's Croatia"? Did the Blizzard playing- play there? <clears throat> Um, yeah, some incarnation of a. Of, of I a, think of the Blizzard played some some there. Some they, did. they played some uh, games stadium. at CNE Stadium. Yeah, and they played some games at Varsity Stadium, and they might have played some games at Lamport Stadium. You know who I saw play at Lamport Stadium? Tell I'm me, I love this. <laughs> a team called the Toronto Grizzlies. Huh. Bob McCowan and I followed this team. I think they were in Toronto for one year. They were part of the Continental Football League. All right, Grizzlies. this would have been the late seventies. Okay, and 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 they had some good players, and John Henry Johnson, who owned a restaurant, former Argo who owned a restaurant called um, the Underground Railroad. Really good. They called it soul food in those days, but excellent. Really good spot. Um, he was like a part owner in this team, and, and it was pretty good football. I think and they Ma- still call it soul McCowan food. McCowan and I, like, we got these hats made up, these visors that had Toronto Grizzlies with a logo. They were giving out tickets and stuff, and they wanted to, you know, draw attention to uh, football because at the time the Argos were huge. You know, a big football. Toronto, yeah. big football town. We went and followed the same, and the games were at like Lamport Stadium, and they drive a few hundred people or whatever. But it was pretty good, and you got to sit really close because you of know course. Lamport's got <clears throat> like you're right on top of the action, literally, right? You're right there, so it was exciting to see that. But that's yeah, the Toronto Grizzlies of the Continental. Football. I didn't I even know there was a Toronto Grizzlies. Couldn't he? I'm trying to think. I th- oh, you know who the quarterback was? Tell me, Jefferson Joe, Jefferson Street Joe Gilliam, who had played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, had was in and out of drug rehab. <clears throat> I don't know how old he was at the time. And he latched on with this new, you know, oh. continental football league. Anyway. <clears throat> so congrats to the Wolfpack, onto the Super League. And yeah, I think uh, next season, I think I think Toronto likes to know that we're in the biggest right. pond, if you will. So this right. is a big deal, I think, for this sport. And uh, good okay. luck to them. They're only in their th- only three years of existence, and they went right. up two tiers already. So. What's, their, uh, what's their quarterback's name? <laughs> Who's the coach? I know uh, it's a new coach, and uh, I don't know his name. I'm still learning the sport, but I do wait, thoroughly wait, wait, enjoy wait, the experience. Wait, 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 You expect people to come out to the game? You can and... name one guy on the team? <laughs> yeah, Sims is the uh, Thor-looking uh, mask. <laughs> O'Brien is a pretty damn good player. <laughs> O'Brien. Um, yeah, who does play-by-play? Can you get the, uh, Do they have a play-by-play? It's uh, CBC Gem, the oh, streaming nice. service is it CBC. The Rob Cardinal, is he... Um... The play-by-play guy? Never uh, seen exciting, it. I don't because know. the in-house announcer, that's exciting. They get the crowd revved up. Crowd goes on the field. Yeah, it was great. No, it was a fantastic experience, and we're champs. Go All right, the Toronto Wolfpack. Wolfpack, champions of the <laughs> second Super League. The second-tier uh, champs, second now champions. on to the Super League. Good. Excellent. And thanks for the invite. And next time I will, I'll come. As long as there's not, as long as it doesn't uh, interfere with my golf. Uh-oh. I don't think games are Saturdays next year. I think in the Super League, they yeah. play on like Wednesdays or Thursdays or something like I that. Still, I could still play golf Wednesdays, Thursdays, but you know what? I'll put some time aside. Okay, uh, that's it. Let's wrap it. Episode number 140 of Hebsey on Sports. And thanks as always to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. And thanks to our great sponsor, Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington. Go to crosswindsgolf.com. Plenty of great golf days still left. And by the way, there's even some openings. If you're thinking of getting married in 2020, there are some openings. There are a couple of dates available. If you, you know, if you, meet the, you? if you meet the right one, <laughs> if you stop it, if you meet the right one in the next little while, you know, you give them a call. What dates are available in 2020? I want to get married now. Okay. <laughs> you, you can still do that. And if you also, if you run a business or you know someone who does, uh, maybe you might want to consider advertising your product or service on this podcast. We've got lots of listeners and viewers and they are all potential consumers. 
and it's fun to be partnered <clears throat> with Mark Hebsher. Yeah. And they rabid fans, too. So get in touch with me, and we'll talk. Or You know, you can get in touch with me. I'm at Hebsey Man. Mike's at, at Toronto Mike. It's, we're easy these days. <laughs> and ad rates are very reasonable on this podcast. Um, so that'll do it for Hebsey on Sports. And uh, thanks for allowing us, as always, into your headspace. I know there's lots of room in there, <clears throat> and we're happy to be parallel parking in there. Back with another exciting episode shortly. Until then, so long for now.